0: Hello! Welcome to the Celibate Vegan Compadres podcast. I'm Chandler Klebs and I'm here with my co-host Monique Lukens. And today we're going to be talking about how there are important issues that are not really covered by mainstream media. Like you don't find out about a lot of things um, if you're just listening to radio or or reading newspapers or watching T V, you find you, you hear a lot of interesting things. You hear who won um the World Series, you you hear all sorts of political stuff, but you don't hear about, about anything that matters. And so that's so yeah, I totally agree there's a lot of important things the media doesn't cover. And Monique, you suggested this topic that we talk about this. So what would you like to talk uh, about first?
1: Absolutely, but they do cover my show The Apprentice and all the racist remarks that I make because, well, that gets coverage. Totally. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm, I'm playing, okay. I'm I'm like, whoa, accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, who can play Donald Trump at this point because he's getting so much media? But actually, he's not getting as much media as he should on valid important issues such as the uh the sexual assaults that he is um he's being accused of including this 13 year old who has tried a handful of times um to to get justice and uh, people are saying oh you know she's just trying she's just an opportunist um and she's not getting the amount of coverage that is due. And uh, why is this? Because the media, they're afraid of sexual assault, number one. Number two, they want to get, the, uh, they wanna get as, as, much, um, as many ratings as possible. So I feel that they don't want to turn off Trump supporters and they just want to talk about the election, but it's so, it's so important as we did in, as we shared in one episode, the sexual assault accusations on both uh, parties, it's just terrible. Um, And I just feel that the, the topics that the media covers are just, ones that they feel that they could just keep banging over the head with people and um and they'll make their money and from their advertising and they'll do what they have to do because I do feel that they are controlled to a certain extent uh by you know various uh what 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 should we special interests if you would in fact many people are saying that the Clintons have a stronghold on the media, especially n b c so I haven't looked into this, but this is this is what many people are saying um yeah, celibacy, veganism these topics they're not discussed in mainstream media. Why is that? because they're unpopular and they feel that unpopular topics are you know are not going to get a lot of ratings, and they feel again. The special interests—they—they—they uh, they, they don't want these topics to be discussed because, in the end, it's all about dollars. And how does veganism make dollars for them? It, well, it doesn't, you know, because you no, know, I mean, there's there's smaller companies that are, um, you know, raw vegan or organic or veganism, but they don't—they don't have a lot of advertising dollars. You'll see that you'll see these companies possibly advertise on the internet but that's it they don't have enough you know they don't have a million dollars to plunk down for a super bowl commercial (laughs) or you know or or really any um any regular day uh, maybe on cable stations but not mainstream media and we're talking like the, the big ones nbc abc cbs and fox um same thing with celibacy. I mean, how much money does celibacy make? It doesn't. You know, <laughs> people, people aren't, like, buying condoms if they want to be celibate. They're not, uh, they're not buying um, love stuff, so to speak, you know, beer and all that good stuff that they put attractive people, like, you know, they, that they want to try to get your sex drive going.
0: Oh yeah,
1: um, but, <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, though you know as we're as we've talked, we're not against having relationships, but as far as intercourse is concerned, well, you've heard us say time in and time again that this this is not a necessary thing, and it's actually harmful so but but you know by it being harm in <laughs> the the harmful things that come from intercourse, that's like dollars to um To mainstream media and advertising so it all goes hand in hand and um you know again the sexual assault i i i feel that a lot of people actually are guilty of um harassment and sexually charged um verbalizing and whatnot so maybe even the people that are in the media they're afraid to touch it too look no one is perfect that's for sure however there is there is a a line that one would cross over with like enforcing this upon people and it's only now that people are starting to really discuss sexual assault and even now it's still, like, looked down upon. I mean, victims are still thought of as being opportunists. The first thing that'll come out of a person's mouth is, well, we don't know. You know, they they could just be doing that because that person's a celebrity. And that shouldn't be the first thing that comes out of people's mouths, by all means. I mean, I would want to hear compassion. You know, of course you can't falsely accuse anyone because... You know, innocent until proven guilty. Although I agree with you, Chandler, that the vic- I, I, I kind of feel that the victim should be, you know, thought of as being true until the defendant is thought guilty. But, you know, that goes... That yeah. that, that, does, that doesn't fall in alignment with the U.S. justice system. It, it, sexual harassment and assault, they're so difficult to prove, especially after time's gone by. And a lot of time does go by because people don't want to come forward because it's either blame the victim or the person has to relive it or the person's afraid of being hurt. I mean, this person, when she was 13, she was told by Donald Trump that he would kill her or harm her if she said anything. This is what she is saying. And, you know, I believe it, because if if one person is going to brutally rape someone, then, you know, of course they don't want, like, you to say anything, and they they possibly could kill you. Again, I'm not saying that he did it, but I can imagine uh, that this happened, because he has a lot of money and people to protect him, and uh, you know this 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 stuff has happened for years and years and years. I mean, look at the slave slave owners, right? How many Caucasian uh, plantation owners sexually assaulted their um, their black servants? You know, how many of them had babies with them? Uh, you know, and, and tried to keep it hidden too. Uh, th- this is, it, it all comes from power and wealth that they could get away with it. But now, because the Internet is so powerful and there's, you know, recordings and whatnot, things are coming out, you know, e- more easily. And now we can go back in time and these people are saying, oh, she said that. Well, this happened to me and this happened to me. And that's why they're coming out years, years, years later, not because they're opportunists. But because their strength, their strength in numbers, and actually this woman, because she was being, she, they were they were saying that she she was just an opportunist and she was calling herself Jane Doe. Well, she didn't want to be named because she was scared, and she just had to come out with her name because no one was believing her, and they were going to do a press conference. But because there were death threats amongst Trump supporters, it had to be um it had to be postponed her press conference so um again you know i'm i'm going on and on about uh, about these topics but they're so intertwined and um i i'm just so really disappointed with the us media you know the 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 right the right to the press that is such it's almost sacred chandler you know that there, there was a time that uh, we 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 didn't want um, you know things to be put in the press. I don't I don't remember who it was, but there was someone in history and he fought for the rights of the press. And now you know we have the right to the press, but but we but do we really? Because it's all about money, and it's almost going back to the days when. When things are being hidden, but but the reason they're being hidden are because they're being controlled by money. Now, I I have, you know, the Internet, like smaller media companies to thank for bringing out uh, the truth. But unfortunately, because there's so many small media companies now, some of them can be slanted and some of them can be untruthful. So now people are wondering, like, well, what's the truth
0: and what's not?
1: Well, you and know, Monique,
0: th- here's a, here's an interesting point. A lot of people for some reason when something is in a mainstream publication, when it's on TV, when it's on radio or when it or when it's in, you know, something something that's backed by a company with a lot of money, for some reason people take those sources to be more believable than some other thing somewhere else that's not. And which is really strange, you know what I'm saying? Because they do that, like, they think it's more valid.
1: Right, they think it's more valid because Procter & Gamble advertise on that station. I mean, it's it's just because people, companies are putting more money up, that should tell you that, you know, it has more, it could be more corrupt. Yes, of course, it could say, well, these, these companies trust this media outlet, that's why they're putting their money where their mouth is. But it also leads to corruption. As you have said before, um, you, you've you wanted to stay outside the advertising dollar world because you're afraid you won't be able to say what you really want to say. But at the same time, I understand that people need money to live. And just by us doing this, this short special edition today, we're using our time. I've been up I, all night. I had 90 minutes sleep because... I am pressing on for the Bernie writing campaign, and let me tell you what mainstream media is saying. They're saying that he doesn't want to be written in. There's no proof that he said that he didn't want to be written in. Where's the proof? Yet NBC is saying that Sanders says, don't write me in. Uh, It's just really appalling. Sanders doesn't want people to write him in if it's a swing state, and a swing state means the state could go either way, Democrat or Republican. Sanders really does not want Donald Trump to win. And personally, I don't, I feel that he does want to be president, but he did what he had to do and he went with Hillary, possibly because he was threatened, either physically or monetarily.
0: Yeah. See, here's the deal. Here's how here's the way I figure that Bernie Sanders doesn't really support Hillary Clinton. And look, I'm, I'm a complete ignoramus of politics. But if he really was, was supporting Hillary Clinton, he wouldn't have tried to run for president himself in the first place.
1: Oh, absolutely. And when she was making her speech and whatnot, I mean, he was very somber. And then later he's like, well, I'm a serious person. Well, that's true, but I've seen him smile and whatnot. He was truly upset. That DNC completely was rigged. All the WikiLeaks emails are coming out now. Uh, there there was absolute voter fraud in California. There's some sort of a lawsuit going on in San Diego right now. Um, and unfortunately, now the Green Party, they are trying to get their say in, and, and they're like, they're spouting out some falsehoods too. So mainstream media is is clinging on to them, and then they're getting the story like wrong, but not <laughs> because they want to get it wrong. Because they want to keep the the mogul, the Clinton mogul machine, like going with this election. Yeah, but because pro- po- probably Cl- the Clintons are are paying a lot of money. They have a lot of money through their foundation, and that is why she may seriously be indicted. And why now is she going to be indicted instead of when the FBI was investigating her the first time? Because of the WikiLeaks. They need to save their patootie. You know, now they know that they've been exposed. The FBI is in bed, so to speak, with, with what happened with the Clintons. But, you know, but but they (laughs) so now they're backpedaling. Everyone's backpedaling and that's what's happening. But, you know, even with these WikiLeaks uh, emails and all the voter corruption and whatnot, I still think it's not as comparable as to what what's on the Donald Trump end. With all the sexual assault. And I also want to make mention that I I sent you two links Chandler to a woman. Now, I don't know if this is true. This is like, this is conspiracy kind of stuff. But conspiracies happen. They do. (laughs) They happen more than one thinks. But but it's like coast to coast AM kind of stuff. But I don't know. She seems very, very sincere to me. This woman is saying that she was a sex slave and mind controlled by many politicians, including Hillary Clinton. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- this just truly bothers me. This The this sex thing runs rampant with politicians between Anthony Weiner showing his Weiner. <laughs> And many other politicians saying, oh, you know, I'm squeaky clean. And then we find out things later on. It's just, it's truly disgusting. I really feel that a lot of politicians go into office because they're power hungry and they feel that they could get whomever they want. And I think it's kind of like a power thrill for them to do things sexually to people that don't want it. I just think that that's what's happening here. And now it's all being exposed. I think in the future that this, this kind of stuff isn't going to be happening because first of all, I don't think that men and women have such a power struggle as they did back in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and even nineties, you know, there still was that in place. Um, but I do think that men do respect women more, even though pornography is out there, yuck. But um, but still, like, I just think it's going to be harder for things. However, the, this whole sexual assault stigma is still out there. People still don't want to talk about it. They, I, some of the younger ones want to, thank God. But I, I can say that people that are in their late 30s and above – so many of them are saying, well, we don't know, we don't know if it's the truth that Trump sexually assaulted or Hillary Clinton, or, you know, that, that, that Bill Clinton, there's, there's too many of them. And Chandler, I got to tell you, I don't want to be in these circles. I don't want to, you know, I, I have unfriended some people because, because of things that they've said, you know, they, they, they don't want to be compassionate toward the, toward the victims. And I don't want to be in anybody's presence, especially even on Facebook that thinks this way. You know, I just heard a guest last night actually on coast to coast AM. So that would be what's today's date. The fifth.
0: Um, Yeah. It's the fourth, actually.
1: It's the fourth. Okay. So yesterday was the, was the third and there was a guest and, she was saying it's best to stay in positive circles, people that give positive energy to you, you know, if you want to thrive, because it really is negative energy really sucks the life out of people. And I don't want to be with people that are dinosaurs think, you know, they're, they're thinking in the dinosaur way, like, oh, it's the cave woman's fault and the caveman was just trying to do what he had to do. <laughs> But it is and i don't want to be with those people and there's too many of them like every time i see somebody on facebook that says something about bernie sanders not wanting to run for president or um you know hillary being the lesser of the two evils oh, or trump yeah. being the lesser of the two evils i'm I, most of the time i'm seeing an older person and i you know it's like it it just truly bothers me that they have gotten like so brainwashed or whatnot, and they want to spew this on like other people I'm like I try to give a nice example and then I'm like, goodbye, I don't have time for these people, and I want them off of my page and I said that I, I just said it I said, for the Trump supporters, you know you know I, I, I really want I'd like you off my page because um, I don't think you're on my page yeah and that's it. I yeah. feel so passionate about this. Be- and and the mainstream media, I'm so angry with them. I, you know, I have a communications degree as well as a theater and a math degree. But I, I can tell you, I'm so disappointed. You know, I used to do commercial radio and the, the stuff, the commercials that I, I had to play were god awful. And some of the music that I had to play you know, once in a while, I would sneak out a song like I like "Sex and Candy." What kind of like a message is that like sending Ugh. out? It's just like so derogatory. You know, I I'm just I'm so disappointed, and it makes me not want to be. You know, it makes me not want to get paid for media. I want to just like do the show with you, and I want I'm a truth seeker. The last thing I want to say is. Oliver Stone's son, Sean Stone, he was just on Coast to Coast a few nights ago, and he said that he was a truth seeker, and he said, you know, the media, it's all about finances and war, and it's very difficult to be a truth seeker, though, if you don't have money. You're either really poor, or for some reason, you were blessed to, you know, get into money, and then you can, like, live off of that because it's so hard to be on either end of the spectrum in in the middle and be a truth seeker it really really is chandler
0: yeah see here's the thing about it is in order to be successful you basically have to be able to go along with all the nonsense and that 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 see this is what frustrates me monique is okay now you know like i i like yeah i feel like i've had the life sucked out of me by people because they are so negative, and there's a lot of true negativity in the world. So, I mean, that's the downside of being a person who accepts things that are true, you know, looking at the world as it is. But here, here's part of the problem is, I mean, everywhere I go... I mean I have to go to work and people are talking there about stuff that I find absolutely offensive because as you know I find sexual jokes completely offensive I find the I find even the the ads high V offensive obviously because they're they're like oh we're selling all this meat and you know it's like you know what I mean because uh, someone who comes from our perspective of not wanting to harm anything you know and we are about celibacy and veganism it's, it's not just a personal preference like that we're, that we're fine with other people doing these things because they're actually harming other life forms. And so it's sort of like I, – I, yeah, see, this is what the problem is. I find that I can't read anything on Facebook. I can't even watch a, a funny video on YouTube anymore because there's going to be an ad that displayed uh, trying to sell hamburgers or something. And I'm like I don't want to see it like – like just trying to go a day without seeing something promoting rape or murder and I can't – I haven't had one single day where I can avoid it, you know?
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad that you met me before you disappear and go off into the um, – what do you call it? Off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like I would have yeah, disappeared. Like... i'm glad i know where you live because i can visit you one day and be like hey i haven't heard from you in months oh i know
0: (laughs) yeah see here's the deal you may have noticed monique that i have been less frequent in being online anymore i mean i've been so yeah i've been so busy plus you know recently there are two other things that have really gotten me upset um there was the Halloween thing, you know. Um and I've really been really quite disturbed at how everyone loves to celebrate fear and death. And I always get depressed this time of year. This happens every year. Like the like from October through December is the absolute worst time of year for me and I tend to get really really depressed. And I don't know if I'm alone in that or if you can understand what I'm saying, but it's like we go from celebrating um, death and, and fear and horror from Halloween. And then it goes straight into uh, let's, let's uh, be thankful at Thanksgiving for all the slaughtered turkeys. You know, I mean, that's what people are like. And then we got this Christmas mixed in with a whole bunch of commercialism, mixed in with some stupid Santa Claus myths. And and the whole thing, I hate it. I want to opt out from all of it. I don't want to hear about holidays, you know, I mean, and so I get this way. So I hope I know I'm kind I'm of kind of cranky right now, but hope you understand.
1: I do understand. I I must admit that I like dressing up in costumes, but I'm not for the whole gory thing and never have been. Um, I like beauty. The only thing I could say is, you know, in the end, we do uh, our body, you know, turns to ashes. And, you know, we're probably, you know, not looking very good as that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, so I guess we can't run from that. But, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not into horror flicks and stuff like that, unless it's like one of the old ones like Frankenstein that's kind of like funny. But these new ones, I, I'll, I'll never forget, um, The Hills Have Eyes, I think that's what it's called, came out like in the mid-2000s. There was actually a school that I was substitute teaching at, and it was like a partnered class teaching thing so there was a there was another teacher that came in and um the, the kids they were watching this this horror film and they were laughing when this one guy was like I don't like electrically axing off someone's arm or something and the class was laughing and I was horrified and I remember saying to them like some something like you know I, I I can't believe you know you're you're laughing at this. I'm I'm really upset. Well, the teacher, she had like come back in and she's like, don't blame them. I'm the one that suggested it. It's art. That's what she said. Ugh. Well, I had to keep my mouth shut because here I am like a guest teacher. and you know there's only I, I make a wave or something and I'm never gonna like work at that place again. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, I was really appalled that that was being shown and that they were laughing. Now, I do know that laughter could be a defense mechanism. I do get that. But at the same time, like, it seems like these horror films have desensitized us. And I must, I must say, because I'm somewhat of an emotional person, I say somewhat because I used to be way more emotional, You know, um, I mean, one of the reasons, like, I guess theater, I gravitate to theater is because I I do feel emotion, emotions. But what I wanted to say is sometimes I feel it's better to be desensitized because you protect yourself that way. Otherwise, you're going to be like bawling every minute, you know, when something sad comes. But at the same time, desensitizing too much I just feel that that's bad for our society in general. So these horror films, they're so they're made in mass quantity because they're cheap to make. Number 1, and it's all about money. And number 2, they gain a lot of eyeballs. And why that is is because it, it's going to the primal instinct in, instinct of being like a, a fear. Like people want, I feel that people do want to feel fear or they're made to feel fear. The media makes you feel fear. That's what insurance is about. You know, be afraid something can happen. That's why you need to have our insurance. And sometimes things do happen. And I'm not saying that you don't need insurance, but, you know, things are fear driven. And especially the 35 year old and up crowd with this election there, so many of them are like, "Oh, that's a bad idea." The right and Bernie campaign is a bad idea. That's a vote for Trump. They don't even know. Maybe in the swing states there are that that's a bad idea, but not in states where he's proven not to win. I mean, if he only has like five percent of a state, if you wrote right Bernie Sanders instead of Hillary, you're not going to make Trump win. But people don't want to like get into it. They don't want to understand. Because they're so fear-based from the media. Well, yes. Yeah. See, is-
0: the whole thing about politics is fear-based. Just like with business, it's all about scaring people into doing things. And see, here's what's interesting is fear obviously ha- has helped animals survive because they were able to run away from something that scared them. Some predator out to eat them. But we live in a world where you're constantly forced to be scared by everything and everybody around you, yet there's nothing you can do about it. So in other words, fear becomes a completely useless emotion, and yet it's one that we still experience, and it gets us really down. And quite honestly, I feel like I'm one of the most sensitive people there is, Um, and because of that, obviously I cannot stand I can't stand horror at all. I get I get scared way too easily, and I get sickened at the sight of out of blood or anything dead. And so I as, I was sort of like a dissenting voice in a recent podcast I did with my co-host Papa Wanted to talk about Halloween and other myths, and he's all like thinks horror is great, you know. And and I yeah. I, think, I think it's terrible. <laughs>
1: yeah. I saw some of the uh, makeup pictures that. Um... I guess he did or a partner or something and it was pretty gory.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was in he was into that. He was like a makeup artist trying to make things look look gross and I'm like, "Man, we couldn't be more different as far as that goes." And you know what I find really strange about Monique? Is because on one hand, you know, he's like this um, all life is connected, let's, let's respect and appreciate life and the universe, you know, and he's pantheist. Like, he, he talks that one way, but then he has this other side of him that's all like, yeah, look, death and horror, it's great. And I find there to be an inconsistency. Like, there's a, these two things cannot be part of the same person. Like, how?
1: I know, I know several people like that, believe it or not. One is like totally into horror, but he's like so peaceful and loving, like completely hippie. It's weird to me. I mean, I know that people can have different facets of themselves, but I still don't understand that. I really don't understand like the horror fear based like love, like it's just so dark to me. Even when I, like, listen, I'm you know i an avid listener of Coast to Coast AM, and when I hear the bad spirit thing, I, I shut it off anymore. Like, I used to, like, listen. I was intrigued, not like, not, like, wanting to do anything, like, weird or something. But, you know, I wanted to hear, but I don't even want to hear that anymore. I only want to hear, like, positive stuff. And the only reason that I talk about the sexual assault and whatnot, because people could say, well, Monique... That's so negative, and you keep harping on it. It's because I want it to change. That's yeah.
0: Real- yeah. See, there- what I wanted to yeah. say about that is, you know, recently. Now, of course, yeah. Th- this is the thing: is re- remember, you recently had like a a sort of um, falling out with two of my friends on Facebook. And I I, And and for I suppose I won't mention their names because I don't think they necessarily want that that public, but but you know one of them said something that i strongly disagree with like that we should not be that we should not be talking about sensitive issues on facebook and i find that like my issue monique is that we talk about like you said we talk about these sensitive issues because we want things to change we want there to be we you know and i don't know if it'll work but we by talking about the the problems of rape and the corruption of the media and politics and stuff we're hoping that it'll wake people up and there'll be less of it so that's our motivation it's not just to spread negativity you know it's to actually change things and so as far as i'm concerned that is while all i've used facebook or other forms of the internet for in the first place You know, occasionally I share something funny, something My Little Pony related or something, you know, but for the most part, that is what I use Facebook for. And if I was going to just be like that and just never talk about anything because it might be sensitive or it might offend somebody, then I'd just deactivate my Facebook account. I would have done that a long time ago if I had his philosophy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know I, we want to stay on the subject of media because this is a special edition for the election. but um, I do want to bring something up and I hope to talk about this at a few on a future show. Um, there are people out there, uh, particularly in like the new age community that say that visualizing really changes more than even um, call calls to action. Um, in fact, calls to action don't, don't work sometimes. Some of these people say, and, you know, visualizing the positive and seeing it happen and seeing the change and power of prayer or whatnot, they don't usually say prayer. It's more like, you know, sending good energy, seeing it happen, um, that this, you know, this is what changes. But my thing with that is. Even if that was the truth, and I believe it at least in part to be truthful, like I feel that we need to get the issues out there so people can know what to, as we just said, change. I just don't feel that we're all living in a bubble and that we can i i don't know maybe the whole world can visualize and everything would be almost perfect i don't know but what i do know is people don't know the issues until they're faced with it and lastly what i wanted to say is going back to the bible you and i have talked before the garden uh, the, the 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 tree of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil knowledge of good and evil now this story about Adam and Eve apparently they only knew good and they were peaceful and everything was loving and they were friends with the animals and all they they were vegans they, yeah, it's proven they were they were vegans and but once she ate once they ate the apple um then they they saw things like their eyes were opened what were their eyes open to? It doesn't completely say. I mean, my my AP English teacher would say, well, it was sex. Um, But, like, I think it was more than just that. Well, they noticed that they were naked. But knowledge of good and evil, evil is not just sex. Evil is anything that's negative. So they saw that. And so... I really would love to know because <laughs> I've been really I, I've been listening to people on coast to coast recently, like talking about how uh, I hate even saying his name, but how Lucifer was actually a good angel and just wanted it. It was kind of like mm, he he was more of like a truth seeker and he just didn't want to fall in line. And that's why he was like cast out of heaven. And, you know. I thought about that and I definitely don't want to be like worshiping him. I mean, you know, being a Satanist or Luciferian, that's very, very dark. But I would like to make the connection that isn't it like, was it better for us as humans to only know good, only know positivity? Or was it better for us to know The black and white, you know, the good and the evil to like to know what we want in the end is good. You know, it's like it's just so confusing to me. And I'd like to talk about that on another episode.
0: Yeah, I that never, would be a long I never talk. Would have
1: thought that I would have like thought like, you know, actually thought like hmm Lucifer, really, like, I don't want to give him the time of day. But you know, when you put into that perspective, I'm like, hmm because that's like, I mean, you, you're, you are an academic of, of, of sorts, you're like a philosopher, and you, you, you know, you're a thinker and stuff. And, It's like thinkers are good. Like we think of solutions and whatnot. Thinkers could also be bad. They could think of the wrong solutions or have their minds so open that like bad things start to happen. As I heard in one of your episodes where, you know, there was someone who was trying drugs and, you know, this person freaked out or whatnot.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's, It's weird what it can do to you.
1: But it's like I have three college degrees, you know, I studied and studied and studied and I noticed that I'm not as happy as some of the people that like didn't give a darn in school and they la la their way through life, you know, (laughs) I mean, people that have more intelligence we have a lot more to think think about, which probably doesn't make us as happy. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, not, I've
0: said that before not, too. Yeah, see, yeah. Here, here's what I have to say about that, Monique, is it's true. The more intelligent you are and the more educated you are, the more depressed you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's very interesting because, see, so it makes you wonder about – whether which is better? Is it better to just be some ignoramus that's happy all the time because you're not aware of anything wrong and your life's fine? or is it or is it better to be um, educated, you know, so that you aren't actually causing suffering to others? Because see, that's the thing about it. Of course I'd be I would be happier, let's say if I was one of those idiots who what what who didn't care, about who was being raped and I didn't care about the animals and I was some carnivore who thought who just believed that they didn't feel pain. Sure I would feel happier if I was that stupid, but then I would be causing unhappiness to others. So it's sort of like the those of us who become educated, you know, about this, we make a sacrifice and in a sense it's almost like we take all this pain on ourselves but in the in the result of that is that we dis, dish less pain out on others than we would if we were just ignorant.
1: You're right about that, and we should discuss this on another show. But getting back to the media, you know, there's many people in the media that have a very low um. Uh, what's the word? Um, low. They don't. They don't think very highly of their audience. And that's why they go to, you know, the, the lower base, the common denominator, and they don't, (laughs) that that's, it's dumbed down for the lowest common denominator. And that's why too, we don't see a lot of more serious topics that are important, but they don't feel, you know, they don't feel that they're going to make money. So, um, you know, I, I just really wanted to talk today about how the media, how it works. How I'm disappointed in ma- mainstream media. Um, I'm disappointed how they—they're not talking about Sanders, and when they are talking about Sanders, they're saying he doesn't want to write you in. They're—they're they're, they're skewing the information, and that's like the number one rule of journalism gosh, you're supposed to be impartial, which is actually hard for me, because if I know like something, you know, if somebody's like <laughs> giving a lie or something, I want to full out like say nah. But in this case, it's like, how could they be saying that Sanders is saying don't write me in and they're like head title when he never even said that or they're taking it out of context. It is so, so wrong. And it's wrong what they do to like subjects that matter. And I truly feel that. I understand that you're you deem yourself as an, as an atheist, and I understand why you do that because you don't want to confuse people. But I wanna I wanna say, without being religious or whatnot, I do feel that you know owning your spirit, you know having some sort of sacredness about this life is important. I had a friend come over from Sweden one time, and he said oh, your country is lacking, like, spirituality. You can see it in people's eyes. And that's true. I think we have, a, we have a zombie nation. We have people kind of just walking around. And many people, they just don't take the... I mean, there, there are joys of life. And there are sanctities. And we're just kind of, like, messing people up. And it's horrible. And I, I do see, though, like, the younger people, they're caring more... And which is why Bernie Sanders had all his followers. But I'm still concerned that some of them are disenchanted. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just want to put that out there. We really need to we, we just need to look in people's like souls and we don't do that. And that's why I think that there's so much ugliness out here because money doesn't have a soul. Money is used by people. And money will either do good or it'll do evil or somewhere in between. But if you make conscious decisions with your money, that that's how this world is going to turn around because most people don't want to be in a communist society. They think that it doesn't work. It could work, but, you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 it kind of doesn't work because there's too many, like, greedy people and mind control and things like that. But on the other hand, we have mind control with the dollars, the 1% of the 1%. They can control the whole world if they really wanted yeah. to.
0: See, Monique, this is an important point. The po- the, it's very important to point out that since money really does run the show, it really does, ultimately it is dollars that determines who becomes president, what laws get passed or not. It's all money, and when, when you realize that, It's very interesting. See, of course, naturally, I would like a world where there was no money because that would not give some people the ability to oppress others. You know, and just they can use their money to do anything. You know, so for me, it's sort of like I don't like that idea. And the problem, and the whether it's capitalism or communism or whatever political or economical theory you have, there are power-hungry people, and that's that's a problem too. See, it's sort of like, for example, Monique, money to me is like a, it's sort of like a weapon, sort of like a gun. It's sort of like, there's still, like people can still kill you without a gun, it's just a lot harder for them to do it. So I'm more about less and less freedom because I don't want people to have the power to hurt you know, I don't want people to have access to tools that can be used to hurt people and kill them and, and rape them and cover it up. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: Well, there, free, freedom, responsibility comes with freedom. And um, I just don't think that there's as many people owning up to their responsibilities. Um, and uh, I don't want to say that the world is going to pot because there's some really great things. But I I do feel that there has been a dumbing down of this nation. And you know, there always have been people that have been ignorant and don't want to learn and whatnot. That that's been around, you know. Oh, oh, you say you see the, the the town common is I I don't understand that. I just want to go to the pub. I mean, there's always those types of people.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. But I, I, I guess with the economy, it's like with, you know, with so much out there to distract people, it's just been like worse and worse. That's how I feel about it. And gosh.
0: Yeah. Like, you know what, Monique? Here's here's an interesting thought. One of the best possible things that could happen to humanity is if there was a worldwide worldwide complete destruction of the power grid of the electricity and do you know why that would be i know that sounds bad i know it sounds like that would that would be so bad because yes there's a lot of people would die without you know their heat and air conditioning and, and stuff like that <laughs> but
1: and i'm gonna come out to you in a prairie wagon to visit
0: you yeah see walk- see here's because here's what's interesting about it monique if people Take away the if you take away the tools that enable people to remain ignorant, their massive stup- stupid media like uh, there's there's so look uh, there is so much nonsense in TV and and movies and and you know all that all this radio and all, all this stuff even though yes there's good and there's bad but ultimately I feel like if all of everyone had to be unplugged for ten years and live back like in the fifteen hundreds type where there's no electricity, everyone everyone has is all farmers, everything's just all, you know, the way it used to be before industrial revolution. I feel like that would set people back to a time when they were aware of others and connected with people better and might become more compassionate you know i fe- cuz i feel like there's something about this modern technological age that has more negative effects than it does positive i
1: think that you're very right on about that i mean the only thing that's good ab- about kind of detaching is ugh, here we go again with this like sexual harassment thing like when you, um, as, a, as it happens more as a female, like if you're, you know, speaking, uh, there's so many guys, like if you talk to them, they like, uh, not now, but before, like they automatically think that you like them. Like, they're like, well, why else is she talking to me? <laughs> I mean, they get it now, but I'm, I'm serious. Even like, like 10 years ago or whatnot. And it's like, no, I don't want to like. I don't want to talk to you directly if you're going to think that way. Like, it's just safer for me to send you an email. Like, so that, I kind of, like, liked where I could detach, so yeah. wouldn't be problems. I have to admit, I
0: do like aspects of being able to just do things without face-to-face. I like being able to just do, you know, audio or just email. I like that because it's less threatening. Because I can't stand to actually be around people. So I have this weird thing about me where on one hand, I like what the internet allows me to do. It lets me talk about things as relative safety and get things done. But at the same time, I would give it all up in a heartbeat if I was was able to live the way I truly want to and live off on some – deserted island in a perfect climate with tons of fruit trees and there would be no other people Although you, you would visit me somehow I'm sure and <laughs> my mom probably hey, I would too. be
1: on the island with you yeah That's
0: exactly nice and I, if you. I so here's the deal supposing that I had the way to go there but there was no way to go back which means mm-hmm. no more internet no more video games no no more any of that stuff But if I have an island where I have all the food that I ever need to eat for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. Seriously, I would be so happy there, you know, and I would and I would figure out ways to start my own farms and and grow food there. Whatever I could find and and, and have fun digging in the mud and, and building houses out of whatever, you know, that's the kind of life that I feel like sort of a Garden of Eden existence, since you brought that up earlier. I feel like there is something about the Garden of Eden story, even though I don't believe any of it actually happened, obviously. Um, I think there's something that that story can tell us about mankind's uh, deepest desires. I think there's something about our deepest desire to be in harmony with nature that – we can learn from that story because there was a reason that story was written even if it's, I don't think it's true um, but there's still a reason why stories are written the way they are everything in fiction represents some desire that humans have for something and I think that I'm really looking for my own Garden of Eden, you know?
1: Yeah hmm you know I guess some people can, but I still think that like, it's nice to have a partner, but one thing, uh, Ron Hubbard, you know, in Scientology, I took a course, I didn't complete it. I was like pretty frightened of them and they still send me mail. Like it's been over 10 years and they still send me handwritten mail. It's, it's scary. But anyway, (laughs) um, yeah. Uh, There something he said was like people want to belong to groups and I don't completely agree with that because one person, as long as they like understand me in full, that's good enough for me. Um, Cause I mean, but I will say that like, I want a group to like me. I don't want a group not to like me. I don't like conflict. I really don't. It's interesting because years ago I was making some songs and whatnot and people said, oh, you know, this is controversial. This, these, these are you're selling controversy. And I didn't even mean to do that. It's just it's how I felt because I like shrunk away from like controversy, whereas like Madonna, I believe she knew what she was doing. She wanted to put controversy because controversy sells sex sells controversy sells which brings us back to the media the controversy that's happening right now between you know hillary and trump shouting at one another and the things that are you know happening you know she may be indicted by the fbi and him with all his like baggage and whatnot this this is selling media and yeah, they they thrive on it. But I really don't like conflict and controversy. I want things to be peaceful. And again, that's why I'm doing this show with you, because I think that if people were celibate and respected people's bodies, that we'd have a lot less negativity in this world. I mean, And, you know, the the whole abortion thing, it shouldn't even be an issue. We shouldn't even need abortion. It's a horrible thing to think of. And adoption in foster homes. The only, like, reasons we would have that, would not because, like, people had babies, like, when they were on drugs and, like, couldn't care for them or, you know, didn't have the money to feed them or, you know, were abusing them. Like, we'd only have an orphanage for unfortunately like a child whose parents passed away there's yeah. no reason for them
0: yeah exactly like i agree with what you say monique and see here's the deal i spent you know i spent so so long you know talking about the abortion issue and i was all upset about it for for like 3 years but finally i realized it's like well what's what's really going on is that as long as people continue to be as, as long as people keep having sex he, here's the problem that is the real source of all this procreation and people for the most part are not having kids because they want them but it's like oh that's an that's a oh it's like a they view it as an unintended consequence of Of Them having sex and what they really want is the sex and they don't want the children and then that's where the whole birth control thing came in and Then we that's I feel like it was bad for society in so many ways and so many people would disagree with me on that but I feel like It's sort of like here's a good example of how I feel about birth control because I don't want to I hope I'm not getting too off-topic, but it's sort of like if somebody Instead of saying – like people – instead of quit smoking cigarettes, they just invent a new drug to sell to people so that they can keep smoking um, and yet it reduces their lung cancer risk or whatever. That's what I view birth control as. It's like why not just stop the harmful act rather than doing the harmful act and then trying to um, have to buy some other thing. That helps reduce the negative effects you want to act. Why not just stop the act? You know, it seems so simple, especially to an asexual who doesn't care about sex. But is there hope for other people?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a valid point. You know, the smoking people are doing the vaping; it's less harmful, but it's still harmful. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I. I, I really, truly don't know why people feel that they need to have sex. I mean, because beyond the traditional, beyond the, like, oh, if you're married, you have to have sex. You have to have a good sex life. This is what makes you happy. The media tells you it. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, do people really have this desire? Like, I have to have intercourse because I really never had that. I've had the desire to be close with someone, but never that. And I don't understand why, especially women, I don't understand why they feel that they need to have, and I'm going to be, you know, somewhat graphic, a male organ thrusting inside of them. I don't understand the need that they feel that, you know, and I don't understand the need that a male would have that, You know, they must put their male organ in, you know, this tube in order to feel um, whatever they're feeling, emasculated or not emasculate, masculine or um, relieved because like they, I don't understand why more men actually, like I don't get the whole body thing, why they why why they wouldn't just want to be close to their partner too why they must you know mount the partner and do that like i i just wish that men and women more could be equal in that sense where they just both like crave the emotional love and not like need that that physical intercourse with yeah. you know
0: I was telling my friend Jamie recently about how I wished every there were no genders people were completely genderless oh and they my all gosh I
1: said that before I, I haven't said that recently I used to say that I used to say that you are so right yes you're the only person I ever heard that wow now yeah. you're the only person I ever heard say celibate marriage and wish that there were no genders. Yeah,
0: it's sort of like, like for example, that's how I feel like. I feel like there should be no genders so that people can't use the differences to discriminate. Be- and just like racism, I feel the same way about racism. Like you have the blacks and the whites hating each other because they're a different skin color. So how about we just turn them all purple? They're all the same color now, so they can't be racist. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs>
1: That's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, if you ever saw that Oh, show I have seen
0: that when I was a can. kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is how I feel, Monique. I feel that, like, for me, now personally, Monique, gender and skin color, those things are not a problem for me, obviously, because I'm not some sexist racist, obviously. It's not a problem for me. But basically how I feel like is I want to take away the opportunity for people to discriminate and to hate people based on difference of appearance. So they can't do it. See, because I'm anti-freedom. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I I wish there was only – well, if we – oh, gosh.
0: <laughs>
1: if we were to say, I wish there's only one race, that makes us sound racist, actually. <laughs> I know, but it's
0: not but, because we're eugenicists. We're not racist like – we're not – it's not we're not saying that we want to kill people who are not of our preferred race. Rather, we yeah. would I would just like to, you know, like some magic that converts everyone to be about the same so that people can no longer use their eyes in that way. See, cuz my thing Monique is I feel like th- there was this something I just have to say this, okay? I was watching this one episode of Little House on the Prairie many years ago, and I don't remember the plot of almost any of those episodes, but I do remember this part. There was this one character, I think her, her name was Harriet Olsen, and she was racist against black people. And,
1: the blonde girl.
0: Um, it, the, actually, the blonde girl was Nellie, Harriet's oh, daughter. Okay. But, but Harriet Is herself her um, was, was racist and was was mean to like the, these black um, kids and and see this there was this boy, he was he was blind. He was black, but he was blind. so he didn't know he was a different skin color than, um, than anyone else. And so he couldn't understand why Harriet seemed to hate him. And so he asked someone about it and I don't remember the exact wording, but, Basically, after he learned that by, just based on a difference of skin color or appearance, he said, well, maybe it'd be better if everybody was blind. You know, like if people are going to like, oh, this person looks different from me, so I don't like them and I'm going to be mean to them, then we're better off blind. So, I mean, of course, I don't want people to be blind, obviously. I just want them to stop being racist and sexist. <laughs> but, but my point is, I think, why use such a wonderful thing such as sight or hearing or some other sense and then use that to be cruel to people because they look different or they or they talk funny? And, Monique, you definitely talk funny when you use your accent, but I like you all the more for it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: which one
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah seriously there's so many things we need to talk about in future episodes we've been going for an hour and five minutes though i guess we really need to wrap this up
1: yes our special edition uh went more special than we thought
0: yeah we we never know what we're going to talk about
1: we hope that um you connect with this and we know that our listeners are at you're intelligent. If you're listening to this show, you're you're intelligent. <laughs> I hope I wait. I hope I don't sound pretentious, but I I do feel that you're either intelligent, sensitive, and or both, and probably a lot other a lot other positive things as well. And um, we we just hope that you'll spread this message. And we need people power to make the world uh you know, straighten up because we can't all be lawyers and politicians you know we we have to change what we can in you know our neck of the woods and um you know, and we have the uh, ability to do this on a worldwide basis because we're on the net, you know that's one good thing that with with the internet so
0: yep yeah that it yeah it's great, yeah i Thank you for listening to Celibate Vegan Compadres. Um, we've talked about some important issues, and I hope you've learned something. And send us your comments, people. Um, we'd love and to hear if it. You're,
1: if you're an American voter, please make an educated and compassionate uh, decision when you go to the polls. Don't just rely on mass media. Do your own research and look at what these people stand for. You know, if someone is calling 25 women liars, even if the person is innocent, I don't know. It doesn't sound so compassionate when you're saying liar. I mean, if if 25 people said something about me and it wasn't true, I I, I would be more reserved to say, you know, it's it's not true. I, I You know, I, I'm so sorry that this is happening because I want the best for this country. At least that's how I would act. I wouldn't go, liar, I'm going to serve you all. Because just with that (laughs) temperament alone, you know, it raises some questions. It truly does. So just make an educated decision and don't rely on the four big uh, media outlets for you to make that decision.
0: Yeah, yeah. And something else I would like to add to to that, Monique, is don't let whoever you vote for there, that's, a, that's one thing, but there's a much, much larger point that I want people to think about before I close this, is don't just let voting in an election every four years be the extent of your activism. Don't let that be the only thing you do in your life that impacts people every four years voting or something. What about the way you live your life every day, the people you interact with every single day, the stuff you educate yourself with? Every day is an experience where we impact others, and so we don't have to do it through politics. If you can do it through politics, great, but if maybe some are more like me, that they just work more at a a personal level with people talking about important issues.
1: It's a beautiful comment to end on, Chandler. Thank you so much for doing this special election edition, uh, talking about mainstream media and um, and uh, how it needs to change and how you need to uh, put your intellect to the grinder and see what is the truth. We're looking for truth seekers to make a better world.
0: Yeah, I I don't think we could end with anything better than that, Monique. Happy
1: election, November 8th. It's my birthday, too. It's my birthday, it's my birthday. Okay, bye-bye, everyone.
0: Bye-bye.